Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio. It's Friday. Thank the good Lord. Before we get into this, big congratulations. Dick Vermeil getting into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. As he should be. He's been a, an instrumental part of football, both college and NFL, uh, and certainly deserving of any any honors that he might come across. And, and really, this is one of them. Heck, he had the St. Louis Rams in the in the Super Bowl, he coached the Kansas City Chiefs so very well. He also is responsible in college for one of the biggest upsets, Rose Bowl game, UCLA, Ohio State, and I think 66, if I remember correctly. Nobody could beat Michigan State. They were untouchable, best team in world history. <laughs> UCLA beat them in the Rose Bowl, and it was a huge, huge win. Anyway, guy is a great coach, wonderful guy. And uh, he was also a coach of your green and white there for a little bit, wasn't he? Had the Philadelphia Eagles. He had them. He coached him. That uh, he was a head coach, I should say, when they had the miracle of the Meadowlands. Yeah, <laughs> yep, I remember. Herm Edwards picking up that fumble yeah. and going in for a TD got the Eagles in the playoffs yeah. that year. Yeah, huge got them deal. into the Super Bowl. Yeah, huge deal. Got him. Got him. Kind of corrected the ship before uh, Reed got in there and shook right. things up, which right. was. Kind of what he did for us, too. <laughs> it's before Reed came in and uh, uh, shook things up for us. Anyway, um, yeah, big congratulations to him. I wonder if he's crying somewhere. Uh, now, conditions, L.A., SoFi Stadium, it's it's covered, but it's not covered. That's a very good way of uh, putting it, too. It is a fixed roof. It is not retractable, but the sides are open. And that doesn't mean the entire sides are, but there are areas around the top mezzanine area that are wide open. And that might be a good thing because the temperature in Los Angeles for the game is expected to be in the mid-80s. Ooh, this is going to be a warm one. In fact, it's, it's a heat wave that they're having out there. The temperature inside SoFi Stadium will be relatively controlled, and the wind coming in from the side could be a factor, but probably not because the, the apertures, the, the openings on the sides are not so large as to have any kind of gusty winds. But be that as it may, the weather conditions are perfect for football, and it'll I think we'll see a pretty good football game. Uh, SoFi Stadium reminds me of every like all-inclusive Mexican resort I've ever been to, you know, where it's like everything's open but closed. Like, it's just, <laughs> you can get rained on, you might not. Who knows? Uh, juries, teams were both out on the court last night. How'd they do? Split. The Lady Panthers, who are very good, they're nationally ranked, they're among the top 10 teams in America. The Drury teams played Southern Indiana University last night. The Lady Panthers ran Southern Indiana out of the ballpark, 77-58 to over at the O'Reilly Family Event Center. This is interesting because Southern Indiana is in its last year as a Division II team, and obviously in the Great Lakes Valley Conference. They're going D1 next year and joining the Ohio Valley. Ohio Valley's pretty good. Not great, but pretty good. All right, the men's team comes out there and takes a 36-17 lead over Drury in the first half at halftime. Can you come back from that? Not in Drury's case. 81-63, the Screaming Eagles beat the Drury Panthers. Drury's 7-12 on the year. This has not been one of their great seasons. And as a result, you get a split out of it. The Southern Indiana men's team is probably going to be pretty good in the Ohio Valley. It's a very interesting split because joining Southern Indiana is in Evansville. That's where it's located. Mm-hmm. This will give the city of Evansville two Division One teams. Evansville, which is in the Missouri Valley, and now Southern Indiana, which is in the Ohio Valley. Will they play each other? 
Probably not. <laughs> Still pretty cool stuff, and uh, it it's good for that community for sure if you've ever been there. Um, definitely. Uh, last but not least, we got the Bears and Lady Bears playing this weekend. Uh, where and when? Well, Lady Bears play at home tonight, and it is a, a very big game for them. Anything the Lady Bears are involved in is going to be pretty good because they have Northern Iowa and Drake coming in. Drake will be tonight in Northern Iowa on Sunday. This is Hall of Fame weekend, incidentally, over at Missouri State, the Missouri State Athletics Hall of Fame. They have their ceremonies tomorrow morning. It's a brunch. Our buddy Art Haynes is going to be uh, win- the winner of the Don Payton Award. I think you're too young to remember Don Payton, but he was one of my predecessors at KY3, as well as the longtime information director at the college. And even an award after him. He's no longer living now, but Art will be the recipient of oh, it. Oh, nice. And uh, there are five others going into the Hall of Fame. The Lady Bears play tonight. Introduction, introduction, I should say, of the uh, of the Hall of Famers tonight. Brunch tomorrow, and then the Bears play tomorrow afternoon, playing Valparaiso at 3 o'clock. Also, an introduction of the Hall of Famers then. Then Sunday, the Lady Bears are back in action again for a 2 o'clock game, which will end before the Super Bowl. Thank you. <laughs> Indeed, it is a busy weekend for all these It's going to be busy for you. they got the Ned Suite ready to roll in the uh, JQH Arena. <laughs> the Ned Press Box? It's, it's, I'll be sitting up there with my buddy. So, had a uh, little bit of a press conference yesterday with baseball's commissioner. Did you get any kind of insight, any surprises there? No, not really. Not really at all. And you knew he was going to have this press conference. This is Rob Manfred, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, because the owners have been meeting in Orlando, Florida for the last three days. And, of course, what would be the subject of their conversation? Well, the lockout, because it's the owners who pushed the lockout. Anyway, the commissioner came out with a 20-minute press conference. He announced that it has been official now. It's accepted by both Major League players and owners that there will be a designated hitter in baseball if we have a season. <laughs> and therein lies the key. He said, yeah, we'll, we'll have a season and all that sort of thing. He speaks confidently. But the key is, will the season be delayed? Because these negotiations, well, they do resume tomorrow. The players and owners will get together again tomorrow. And the commissioner allowed us to how there will be some new proposals and so forth. That's always a good sign if they're new proposals, but you know the players are going to reject them. They do because that's the protocol. That's what happened. Oh, that's awful rubbish and all that sort of thing. Somehow they've got to come together because this is, we're approaching Super Bowl weekend. Super Bowl is Sunday, of course. That's the February 13th. The... Uh, Nothing is official, of course, in baseball, but the general thinking is that they have to have a contract agreement by the 28th, which is the last day of February, or the season, regular season, will be delayed. Mike, we've said it before, I'm hardly the only one who says this. That's disaster. Disaster because the American public has had enough of this. They don't give a blast about the players or the owners. They want their sport, and they're being denied their sport. So what is the general human reaction? Well, it has deteriorated over the last 30, 40 years since we've had these strikes and these shutdowns. That does not resonate well with the public. We're going to lose further support if there's a delay to the season. They know that. They should know that. Put your egos beside. Get the thing settled. Get the hell out there and play the baseball game the way we want it. You're absolutely right. Amen. Well, hopefully uh, they're listening and they, they are. Uh, that, that, that fire... Fire gets uh, set yesterday. You know, we heard Ned yesterday, so we're going to get this thing done. That'd be great. Um, 32 years ago today, another huge sports upset. 
What was it? Well, as a matter of fact, I couldn't believe it when I heard it. I did not see it because the Bears had a basketball game that night. This is 32 years ago, and I'm my buddy and I are driving out to have a little post-game coffee, and that is what we had back then. Yeah, and yeah, then, you know, yeah. This was this was this 32 years ago. I was a, a clean liver back then. <laughs> anyway. We listen on the radio, and the announcer says, and yes, this big upset from Tokyo, Mike Tyson has been knocked out. Mike Tyson? Knocked out? Nobody's beating Mike Tyson. This is the day 32 years ago that James Buster Douglas unloaded in the 10th round, and he sent... Caught him off guard. Well, he did. He he was beating the devil out of him. This was not... The the fact that it was a knockout is not a surprise because Douglas was really whipping his behind. But on the same token, the fact that the fact that Mike Tyson lost, that was incredible. That wasn't ever going to happen. The man was unbeatable. Oh, no, he wasn't. And that was the beginning of the end for Mike Tyson. Nonetheless, 32 years ago today, Buster Douglas knocked him out. I wonder Tokyo. if he still remembers. He definitely oh, I know. He, <laughs> he definitely remembers that day for sure. <laughs> so we just got done with the NHL uh, All-Star break. Uh, Blues are back in action. First time back out on the ice last night. Did they get the dub? No, they did not. Mm. And this surprises me. The Blues haven't played in 13 days. Now, this this is the Olympic shutdown, or what was to have been the Olympic shutdown. Well, since the NHL players aren't going, the NHL has used this as a makeup date for a lot of the COVID-caused cancellations that they have. Well, the Blues didn't have all that many. So they've been sitting around, maybe practicing and so forth. The difference between practicing and, and playing. playing. Yeah. Last night, they played the New Jersey Devils who are not very good. They're something like uh, 10 or 11 games under 500, and the Blues are very good. Yeah. They're about 10 or 11 games over 500. Devils won 7-4 to four with five goals in the final period. This is in St. Louis. This shouldn't happen. A team, obviously, the Blues are rusty. They need to get back on the ice, and they will be regularly from here on. They, this is this might have been a trap game because they were looking at the Blackhawks coming in Saturday. That's, Which is that's, that's yeah, right. That's tomorrow. Weekend. So I, 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 you don't do that. You play your team, but you see it time and time again in professional sports. Ah, it's the Devils. Who, who cares? And then all of a sudden, <laughs> just like with Mike Tyson, they catch you, and you're on your back. Ned, you have a great weekend, sir. And to you, sir.